the age of 41, Teresa of Avila, a woman who would go on to become a great saint of the church, was persuaded to get back to prayer by a priest. Took some persuading because she didn't really like prayer very much. It was very difficult for her. Maybe this happens to you too. She says, when describing prayer, she says, I was more anxious for the hour of prayer to be over than I was to remain there. I don't know what heavy penance I would not have gladly undertaken rather than practice prayer. She got lots of distractions, difficulties. You know, she said that all trials, all the trials we endure cannot be compared to these interior battles. Lots of difficulty with prayer. Last week, I talked about mental prayer, allowing the Lord to come in and speak to you to inflame your heart with divine love. If you missed that homily, I encourage you to go online, get the website, and listen to it. It's there on the St. James Jacksonville podcast. Um, So last week was mental prayer. It's kind of uh, a lost treasure, really. You don't hear it much talked about, but it's a beautiful treasure. This week, I'm talking about difficulties in prayer. What do you do when you feel like that servant and the master is away? And there are lots of other tempting things that you would prefer to be doing. How do you pray when it doesn't feel very well? Like it feels like God isn't there. He's not nearby. You feel dryness and aridity, desolation. You ever felt like that? You experience feelings of doubt restlessness, agitation. Maybe you're feeling like lazy and sad, uh, like you have no desire or love of God, maybe a sense of fear or gloom, darkness. Maybe you feel like you're in a, a fruitless, sterile desert where there's no paths leading to God, no, no drop of water to soften the dryness, which threatens to choke you. Prayer sometimes, being close to the Lord, is hard. It's difficult. So when you're in that place, how do you continue? What do you do? How do you continue faithfully as a servant of the Lord while the Master is away? So if this is happening to you, it's happening because of one or two reasons. So before I answer that question about what you do, we need to answer that question first of why. Why is this, this desolation or this dryness, this aridity happening to you? Okay, so there's two reasons why it could possibly be happening. All right, so the first reason is that perhaps you have uh, been not doing very well with your spiritual disciplines, meaning daily prayer and uh, you know, getting into the scriptures each day, getting to Mass, partaking of the sacraments, Uh, getting to confession and being fully open to the Lord within the confessional, not hiding anything. Okay, so if you're missing some of those things, this could be a reason why you don't feel the Lord. It could be because of something that you are doing because you haven't been um, fruitful, uh, you've been lazy in your own spiritual disciplines. Okay, so that's the first reason. So if you're going through times of difficulty, first ask, okay, how am I doing? How am I responding to the Lord? Am I being faithful in what I'm doing? Okay? But if you are being faithful and you're still in this place of, of dryness, where it's very difficult, then there's another reason. 
why you're going through this desolation. See, the way that the Lord works, especially to someone who's new to the faith or maybe he's discovering a new spiritual discipline, feeling close to the Lord, God will often begin during that time by giving lots of desolation. I'm sorry. He'll give lots of consolation, <laughs> good feelings, okay? Spiritual graces, gifts from the Lord. You know, he's filling you with faith and with hope and love, and it feels good to be with him and to pray, and it's wonderful and amazing. Maybe you've gone off on a retreat and you've come away feeling this great high like this. Maybe you heard a great homily or had a great experience at Mass, and just, it's just wonderful. You feel the Lord. It's beautiful. These are consolations. This is what all of us desire. And especially when you're new to the faith or when you're discovering a new discipline, the Lord gives those generously. He does this because he's trying to wean you away from the pleasures of the world, these passing pleasures of the world, and to help you to begin grasping true spiritual delights. So he begins by giving lots of consolations, good spiritual feelings. But then, in order to draw you up to maturity, he begins to withdraw those good feelings to see how you respond, to see if you will continue faithfully even when it's difficult, even when it's hard. You know, it's easy to serve somebody, say uh, um, a commander in the military, during times of peace, when things are going well. But true faithfulness is proven during times of trial, during times of war, during the hardness and toil of difficulties. That's when true faithfulness is proven. You know, a child that loves his mother when she fondles him and treats him nicely is one thing. But the child who still kisses his mother and tells her that he loves her even after she's given him some horrible tasting medicine is another thing. This proves, this shows forth this deeper love. And so this is what the Lord does with us during these times of difficulty. He wants us to grow to prove our love, uh, to grow in virtue, uh, to embrace the cross, to follow the steps of our Lord. That's what it means to go through desolation during these hard and difficult times of trial when prayer does not come easy, yet distractions and temptations do. St. Ignatius says that the reason that the Lord allows us to go through these difficult times is to grow in virtue to grow in humility and trust in the Lord, and to decrease in pride. You know, he says that, if you think about it, if you were to never experience times of aridity or dryness, you would probably be tempted to begin thinking to yourself, well, you know, I'm feeling these great spiritual feelings because of all the good things that I have done. I get to Mass, and I pray, and I go to confession regularly, I do all these great things, so the Lord is, you know, giving, giving this to me. I've earned this. So St. Ignatius says that the temptation is to build a nest in the thing that is not your own. And so the Lord withdraws those good feelings that you get to help you to realize that all those graces, those good experiences, those consolations that you're receiving, feelings of faith and hope and love, that they're not yours, that you didn't earn them, that they are gifts from him. And he gives them and he takes them back. Uh, but they're not yours. They're not something that you can pridefully build upon. It's something that you did for yourself. No, they're gifts. And so by removing these, by allowing us to look at the times of desolation, 
the Lord helps you and me to grow in trust, to grow in virtue, in humility, especially this most needed of virtues. And so, when you're going through these times of difficulty, you know, remember how the Lord is shaping and forming and molding you. Trust Him in that. You know, roses are sweet. They're nice when they're fresh, but the smell, the scent is stronger when they've been dried. So the Lord is, is, is working on you, strengthening you. So if you're going through a time of aridity, dryness, this arid desert-like time, it's either because you have uh, been failing on your own spiritual discipline, so check that first. Look at you know, what you've been doing, the habits you have in place. But if it's not that... The Lord is in this. He is allowing you to go through this time of difficulty so to help you to grow, uh, to help you to grow in trust in the virtues, to become like our Lord, to embrace the cross. So that's the reason why the Lord allows this. How then do you get through these times? Because these are very difficult times. There are uh, many people who get very excited about the faith, and the good feelings are there, but then as soon as those good feelings leave, it's not fun anymore. They become like those seeds on the path that our Lord talked about that spring up, but then fall because there's, there's no soil, he says. How do you get through this, these times of spiritual difficulty, when it feels like the Lord is away? The gospel today that we heard talks about faithfulness faithfully serving because you don't know when the Lord is going to return, being persistent. The Lord asks us to persist, to continue on, even without these good feelings. St. Pio of Petrosina, or Padre Pio, as he's more commonly known, says, don't be surprised by distractions and spiritual aridity. Live tranquilly. Don't be anxious, no matter how long it lasts. And he's repeating the words of, of our Lord. We heard in the gospel today to be faithful, to serve faithfully, but especially to be persistent. It might take some time, but be persistent. You know, our Lord said this repeatedly over and over and over. He said, ask, seek, knock. Remember that parable of the unjust judge and the widow that came to him for justice? She had to pester him repeatedly. This is how the Lord says that we are to pray, with persistence. Remember the story told about uh, the man who went knocking on his neighbor's door at midnight Knocking, 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 knocking until finally the neighbor comes. Or the Canaanite woman. Remember this Canaanite woman that came to the Lord asking for assistance, for healing for her daughter? The scripture says that the Lord ignored her. He didn't respond to her. He didn't say anything to her. She's begging and pleading for him. And finally, when he does respond, he says to her, well, you know, I'm sent to the children of Israel. And yet in humility, she persisted after the Lord. And following her persistence, the Lord praised her. He called her a woman of great faith, and her story now reverberates over the centuries, and he heals her daughter. This is the prayer, the kind of prayer the Lord asks us for during times of desolation. St. Francis de Sales says, if, if in mental prayer you should do nothing else than continually banish distractions and temptations, the meditation will be well made. 
So you're praying and it's hard and it feels like the words that are coming out of your mouth are just dropping down on the ground and hitting the floor, not going anywhere. And you're distracted by all sorts of things. And yet you persist. You continue. That great doctor of the church, St. Francis de Sales, says that this is good prayer, persistent prayer. You know, keep putting the Lord first, even when it's hard, even when it's difficult. Give him all of you. Give him your whole heart. Uh, you know, uh, give him the first and best part of your day by praying each day, ideally in the morning, putting him first before everything else. Uh, you know, get to the sacraments, get to mass, get to confession. Give him all of you. St. Francis de Sales says that if you have an image of a crucifix or an actual crucifix and you're alone, you can take it and you can kiss it. Uh, if it's, and uh, you could maybe lie prostrate on the ground. You're attempting to stir up your heart for the Lord, giving him all of you. You know, use vocal prayers. Cry out to him, the scripture says. Of course, with humility, with trust. Remember our Lord, the beautiful prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane? He said, Lord, take this chalice from me. You can ask him for that. Lord, this is a very difficult time in my life right now with all these temptations and these distractions and it's hard to pray. It's hard to be faithful. Take, these, take this desolation from me. But then ask it with humility, just like Jesus did in the garden. He said, but not my will, but your will be done. Lord, if you want me to go through this difficult time, this dryness, I trust in you that this is for my good. Not my will, but yours be done. But give him all of you, your whole heart, your body, your mind, your soul. This is what he asks of us during times of aridity. To persist, to persevere in spite of trials and difficulties and temptations. Even when it seems that distractions and challenges are almost overwhelming. Cry to the Lord during this time. Give him your whole heart. Fully trust him during these times of aridity. St. Teresa of Avila, we mentioned at the beginning, this great doctor of the church. She proclaimed a doctor of the church. Uh, she's this amazing teacher when it comes especially to prayer. She said this. She said, The devil knows that he's lost the soul that perseveringly practices mental prayer. By aridity and temptation, the Lord proves his lovers. Though aridity should last for life, let not the soul give up prayer. The time will come when all shall be well rewarded. She knew all about this. You know, she experienced this kind of lazy sort of prayer for the first 18 years that she was in the monastery until this priest persuaded her to truly pray. So she, so she knew what it was like to have, you know, be experiencing desolation because of her own fault. Uh, but she also knew what it was because the Lord was withdrawing these good feelings uh, in order to so that she could prove her love, so she could grow in holiness, so she could trust in the Lord. These times don't last forever. You know, St. Teresa talked about also describing experiencing rapturous prayer, what she described as spiritual delights beyond words. She was known to levitate above the ground at times, the Lord drawing her to himself. Something she was very embarrassed about and begged the Lord not to have her do, especially when other people were seeing, lest they would think that she was holier than she actually was. Of course, 
Ultimately, we don't seek after these consolations, after these spiritual feel-goods, but we seek the Lord faithfully, perseveringly serving him prayerfully, even when it's hard, even when he, it feels as though he's away. So may we serve the Lord with all of our hearts as faithful servants of the master, even during times of difficulty. Amen.